I'm Liz Spencer and welcome to Business Connection, introducing you to the names and faces of Naperville area entrepreneurs and business owners. just tuning in, you're watching Business Connection. I'm your host, Liz Spencer, and joining me now from Tandem HR is Grant Bramley. Grant, thanks for joining me. Now, tell me a little bit about your organization, and you are something known as a PEO. So what's that all about? Correct. Thanks for having me. So PEO stands for Professional Employer Organization. And what that means is we're effectively an HR outsourcing partner for small to mid-sized businesses. Um, when you have employees that are considered W-2 employees, which is a little unique in this marketplace with the rise of the gig economy, you have a lot of responsibilities around compliance, around process, around the things that you need to do in order to service, maintain, and ultimately develop those employees. But the administration of that can get pretty cumbersome. So what a PEO allows you to do is have a cost-effective way of outsourcing the administration associated with payroll, benefits, human resources, workers' compensation, and compliance-related areas. Excellent. It is an important part of a business. And as a, an, a, an employer in a not-for-profit space, um, it's not what I'm trained in. Mm -hmm. I just know I need it. Yeah, it's pretty different. And as, um, as technology has advanced, you know, the area's gotten a little murky. Mm -hmm. And what differentiates a PEO from something like an HR technology is a model called co-employment. And so we're able to co-employ for the purpose of administration the the employees of our clients which gives us the ability to aggregate and bring economies of scale and also be a liability holder in the relationship there's lots of hr companies out there some mm -hmm. are smaller what what do you bring that's different how do you how do you use that scale a little bit more you touched on that a little bit with the co-employment but mm -hmm. i would also think that expertise yeah. and, and just availability of people to solve a lot of problems because it's never times well when you need an HR person. Yeah, absolutely. So the co-employment relationship allows us to bring all of our customers together from a volume perspective. And so that gives us the ability to have buying power uh, with the, ser the areas that we service. So specifically around insurance, around technology, we're going to national carriers and we're bringing obviously much more of, of an attractive demographic versus what typically small to mid-sized companies have difficulty getting access to. So what that translates to, just using benefits as an example, right. is a broader offering. And when it comes to being a small employer, a mid-sized employer, and the way that the industry sort of defines that is between, call it, 10 and 150 mm -hmm. to 200 employees. But as you're on the smaller end of that spectrum, you don't have as much independence in trying to compete with the larger companies because you're trying to offer things that are much more difficult to access. And so through a PEO, we're able to bring small companies a, a much broader benefits offering. We're, off, we're able to typically um, maybe bring some cost benefit because of that buying power, and we're able to deploy that in many ways through a technology that simplifies their life dramatically. That's awesome. I, I think that you, you hit on it that you know, for a small company, especially in this global marketplace, in this tough marketplace right now, we're competing hard. And benefits is, is something that everybody's interested in. We just don't have the buying power. Yep. How much 
say does the or how much input does the employer have on something like that? Like if I have something, I'm in a different business, so I have different needs. No, it's a great question. We get it all the time. Um, in, in the co-employment relationship, the PEO doesn't have any authority within the business. It's for the purpose of administration. Okay. So the things that um, you know, small employment executives really get frustrated with are hmm. local, state, federal reporting, compliance around documentation, administration of benefits, all of those areas that are, are required that they're never gonna be an expert in. And so as the PEO is the employment, is the liability holder and the co-employer for the purpose of administration, they can push all of that sort of transactional activity to us. They can rely on our human resources business partners to be an expert in their business, ultimately getting to know them as a company, educating them, being there for sensitive situations, but they still retain all of the authority around hiring, culture, training, development, everything that ultimately they need to be the decision maker on. Wow. So that, that gets, I'm sure, every small to medium-sized business uh, listening in, it gets you thinking. Mm -hmm. you know, how, how are you doing it? What do I need to know? How do you know when your business is, is needing a PEO or when you're, I, I guess, say, ready for it? You have enough employees where it's, it's now becoming you know, something that's taking up a lot of time. Yeah. Um, I don't, there, there isn't sort of a, a defined line in the sand. It's usually some, some re relatively common inflection points. Mm -hmm. So you figure a business is growing based on customer demand, and so now they have to start hiring outside of friends and family. Mm -hmm. COVID yes. was a huge inflection point because of employee distribution. Businesses went from having a pocket of employees in one place to employees in multiple states. Yes. Or healthcare, which we've talked about a need to try to compete with much larger organizations or competitors of those businesses in the same space. So there, you know, the most common time that we typically see uh, businesses moving to a PEO model is 15 to 20 employees. Mm -hmm. um, another example would be growth. You know, if a business for whatever reason has to go from 12 to 30 quickly, that's really complicated to do if you're not equipped with either the hiring mechanisms, uh, the recruiting mechanisms like attractive benefits or how you sort of reach those employees in different places. We bring all of that to a small company so that they can, in some ways, look, feel, and operate like any of their largest competitors. What sets you apart? There are other PEOs out there. There are, and there are good ones out there too. You know, I've had the pleasure of being in the industry for a while and working for some, some good companies on the other side of the fence. Um, where Tandem, I really think, makes a difference for our businesses is bringing um, the Midwest values and a really high customer-centric approach to, uh, to an industry that is marked by national competitors. Um, we hold the accreditations of some of the largest ones. We have a national footprint, but you don't get lost in the customer experience of working with some of the really big ones. We, our HR business partners, really work to get to know each and every client, understand their culture, help them be an advisor. And then obviously the, the technology that we deploy, which is best in class, ultimately just dramatically simplifies their ability to have efficiencies in their operations. That's awesome, yeah, because one of the things that you that a small business owner always worries about when you're going to a larger, a larger firm is, 
you know, will I be able to reach the person I need right now? And, you know, will mm -hmm. I get that individual customer service and or will I just be on hold? So. Yeah. And in this market, one of the big distinctions, which is very is, is sort of sensitive to Illinois, is the fact that we do have a master healthcare policy through Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, mm -hmm. which we're arguably the only one who can offer that as a PEO in our space. That's excellent. Now, um, I read someplace um, that if you partner with a PEO, your growth of, of your business will go, will increase seven to nine percent. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Why, what's the secret of growth with a PEO? I, I think I know the answer, but I want to see if I'm right. You're welcome to answer it if you want. But well, I'm I happy think, to. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think by taking that burden off the employer, I can concentrate on my job or what I really am, you know, my passion, my my skill level, without having to be overly burdened because I got you. That's exactly right. That's right. So it's it's workforce optimization yep. because we're taking the things out that would normally have to either be researched, have to be discussed, potentially hired to, to deal with. And it's an on-demand resource while also being a liability holder. So you know, an example of part of our service offering is what's called employment practices liability insurance. And whether or not a company uses a PEO, I highly recommend that they do so. That's the insurance policy that protects the business from allegations by employees, which is obviously very prominent right now in the, in the national news. By having a PEO, because we're the co-liability holder, we are the front end of defense in those circumstances because it's our workflow, it's our technology, it's our HR guidance that ultimately protect the business and we're a shared liability holder. So we have vested interest in the positive outcome. It's not just read this article, do whatever you want and good luck. It's we're there to help them to, to defend them, but more so not so that it gets to defense to protect them along the way so that they're able to navigate some of those troubling circumstances. So Grant, thanks for stopping by. That was a fascinating conversation. I learned so much. I'm sure my viewers learned so much. Thank you. To find out more about Tandem HR, please visit their website. Stay in the know at home or on the go with NCTV 17 News Update. This quick recap of everything happening in and around town will be delivered straight to your email inbox for free. Sign up today. We all have a story to share, stories others can relate to, whether moments of sorrow or of hope and inspiration, whether a story of struggle or a moment of victory. Every little moment captured and shared helps us to feel more informed, helps us to feel more engaged with and connected to the community we all call home. Every little moment captured and shared adds up to something greater. For us, that something is the collective story of Naperville, a city rich in its volunteer spirit, its diversity, its traditions and celebrations, and so much more. In Naperville, there are so many stories worth sharing. And for the past 35 years, it's been our honor to tell those stories and share them with you. You're watching Business Connection and joining me now from Chicago Marriott in Naperville is Dan Gustafson. Hi. Hi, nice to see you. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. 
You know, I think we all know where the Marietta is and we, we drive by it and we think, wow, the travel industry has been super hard hit by the pandemic. How did it impact the Marriott Naperville? Uh, it impacted us greatly. It kind of devastated our whole team and our staff. Uh, we had over 200 employees at the time working and I recall vividly the day uh, that the governor shut down mm -hmm. basically the restaurants and everything and uh, so we turned around and we had to uh, fur furlong or lay off all our people. Uh, we brought us down to about 11 people um, wow. for a 424 room hotel, uh, down from 200 plus people. Wow. And um, we worked uh, diligently hard 24 seven. Uh, what the key was, we all were cross-trained. Mm -hmm. And so if you were a front desk person, you were also a barista or <laughs> if you, could clean rooms, you could do lobby attendant or, and, and so the key was having everyone cross-trained. But reality is, is, is it finally coming back? And uh, it, it took us uh, over a year to get about uh, 50 employees back. Mm -hmm. And by the second year, we're up to uh, over 100. And so uh, businesses really started booming and businesses have taken off meetings um, I think the international travelers have also come back as they've opened up different borders. Uh, we see quite a bit of that with uh, being in the tech sector over here. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really exciting. Well, I'm, I'm sure just um, something that you're really proud of your team. You really had to pull through a whole, a whole lot to, get, to keep the Marriott open and ready to go, and now you're back. Yeah, we, I mean, you had to really communicate. You really had to stay with each other. Um, it was uh, the 11 of us that actually stayed there. And we, we, there was, we, we were there for six months, just 11 people running the hotel. And you really just, it was family and you may, had to make sure everyone's back was covered um, and we were all safe. And, and yet you're, you had this pandemic going on mm -hmm. And you're worried about people coming in the hotel, um, but really we we understood that, and we right away uh, Marriott produced a electrostatic gun, mm -hmm. and so it was a high grade disinfectant, basically basically used in hospitals, and we were spraying those in all the guest rooms once we cleaned them. Mm -hmm. um, processes began to change. We uh, what was it real interesting about? The, like the housekeeping process is that we would uh, let the person check out and we wouldn't touch that room for a couple days mm -hmm. because of the, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, we then had a specific team that would actually go in and actually strip that room, take the uh, garbage or the linens and the towels out of that guest room and then turn around and like another day or two days later actually clean the room. Wow. So the process definitely was different, yeah. um, but we're finally back to the normal process. Well, we're cleaning every room, no matter if you're stayover or not, um, and, and there's no issues. That's awesome. Well, that's, that's so nice to hear. What do you think uh, makes Chicago Marriott Naperville unique compared to other hotels? There's, there's quite a lot up there by you. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say they're all great hotels. I would say one of the things that you can always say our service is great or our food is outstanding. Um, I'm always going to say that. And mm -hmm. our people are just the best. 
Um, but I think really what makes us set us apart, at least during the pandemic, is we activated the hotel. And we didn't understand what that meant at the time, but in hindsight, that's exactly what we did. And so one of the stories I tell is, uh, as everything got shut down in the state of Illinois, we found that there were a number of people who would gather for coffee in the morning. Um, maybe they gathered at a fast food restaurant like McDonald's or something, uh, as senior citizens or just whoever. And we actually invited them in to sit down. Now we didn't serve coffee at the time, but they had a place to gather and uh, they told their friends. And then we also learned that there were a number of people working from their homes and a lot of people couldn't work with their spouse being at home. <laughs> there was a, a lot of discussions about that. I learned this as these people would show up in our lobby and they would sit there and actually take Zoom meetings or they would talk to each other. And it became more of a, everyone introduced each other to each other. Mm -hmm. And again, I think everyone wanted adult companionship. Mm -hmm. They all wanted to talk and tell their story. And so you had these old timers telling stories to people who were actually doing Zoom meetings or working remotely. And what happened is we activated the, our lobby it looked exciting. There were people in it. Uh, they were spread out. We certainly did social distancing, but our, our we call our lobby our great room. Mm -hmm. And we had the cocktail cubbies. We had people always in there with their laptops uh, working and they continue to do that today. And then as soon as we had the opportunity, we opened up our bar at 11 a.m. <laughs> Uh, bar sales have been very good. Uh, so we opened our bar and that was open from 11 until 10 o'clock at night. And again, activating that lobby made, as people started coming back very slowly, but when they came back, there were other people in that lobby. And I think it made them feel safe, uh, comfortable. Uh, it was great white noise to work. Well, you're creating community, Dan. You right. opened up your lobby to help community come together. Actually, that's, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what, because we all, we, well, we need it in general. Yes. But man, during the pandemic, we really needed it. I think that's awesome. You are, when I'm up in that area, you are my Starbucks rest, my Starbucks. Thank you. I, I like to zip in and zip out. I can do that very quickly. Uh, but what other, what should we know about going forward with Marriott Naperville? Is there a package going you, on? We always have a, like kind of a staycation package, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of the locals coming in with their family. Mm -hmm. um, besides having our uh, restaurant, we, our restaurant is open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right. So we're fully opened and we serve a, you know, wonderful, wonderful buffet, breakfast buffet in the morning. Um, with omelets to order and waffles and uh, whether there's pancakes or anything else, all the good, the, stuff. All the good stuff. And then, it, you know, for lunchtime, we, we're running specials all the time. And uh, we have your traditional, the, the, the good old standard uh, chicken Caesar classic and uh, sa salads and club sandwiches and burgers and all that stuff. But we always are running some sort of special. That's awesome. And um, as well as for dinner. And we've found that, uh, again, People want the community and they want to be with other people. But I think everyone has a great story to tell. And it, it 
there's a, there's a lot of sense of community in our great room, in our lobby bar. Absolutely. I also think that with the, when you came in 2011 and you remodeled that, the, um, the decor and the, the lovely sort of modern hip feel that you've given both the bar, the lobby and everything has been great. Thank so, you. So that has also helped welcome everybody back. So appreciate that. Dan, thanks so much for stopping by and sharing your story and telling us about Marriott and Naperville. And I especially appreciate what you've done for the community. So thank you so much. Thank you. And if uh, you have a meeting, a wedding, bar mitzvah, birthday, uh, we can handle any of those. Uh, we've got some great specials for holiday parties. Okay. And quite a few companies are coming back with holiday parties because uh, they want to get back together. So um, give us a call at the Marriott Naperville. That's awesome. If you're interested in learning more about the Chicago Marriott Naperville, please visit their website. We all have a story to share, stories others can relate to, whether moments of sorrow or of hope and inspiration, whether a story of struggle or a moment of victory. Every little moment captured and shared helps us to feel more informed, helps us to feel more engaged with and connected to the community we all call home. Every little moment captured and shared adds up to something greater. For us, that something is the collective story of Naperville, a city rich in its volunteer spirit, its diversity, its traditions and celebrations, and so much more. In Naperville, there are so many stories worth sharing. And for the past 35 years, it's been our honor to tell those stories and share them with you. Watching Business Connection and joining me now from AAR is Greg Dellinger. Greg, welcome to the program. Super excited to be here, Liz. So tell me a little bit about AAR and what the corporation does. AAR, first off, stands for the Allen Aircraft and Radio Company. Our founder, cool. Ira Allen Eichner, used his middle name for the first name of the company, and we started off trading aircraft headsets and microphones, the little lanyards in the early 50s, and here we are 67 years later, doing three things around aviation. We fix airplanes, we fly airplanes and helicopters in very austere and tough locations, and then we'll get you a whole airplane if you want it, one or two pieces at a time. So we're a supply chain of parts and components, both original equipment as well as um, from the aftermarket into the airlines. Um, and then we also have another business where we help mobilize mission. We manufacture aircraft pallets for the C-130 military aircraft as well as shelters and containers. And that's all done in Cadillac, Michigan. So that's what we do. Fix them, fly them, get your whole airplane if you want it, one or two pieces at a time and help mobilize missions. Wow, that's amazing. So as you mentioned, you maintain, repair, and you, over, you overhaul crafts. Yes. Who does this work for you? Well, to make a repair or to maintain a commercial aircraft, you have to be a certificated aviation maintenance technician. And to obtain that certification, it takes on the low end 18 months to 24 months of education. Then once you become a certificated aviation maintenance technician, you then earn ratings. 
which are known as your A and P. So in the aircraft maintenance industry, the A and P is sort of the golden ticket. And A stands for the airframe, and P stands for the power plant or the motors. So the type of work is done by certificated individuals holding ratings, and that's one of the reasons why flying is so incredibly safe. That's amazing. Now, how does one become a, a maintenance technician? I would imagine that you need a lot of them, and in, in our current situation, you might be a little short. Yes, and so, and that was clearly um, uh, an issue prior to COVID. Um, skilled work done with one's hands, using hand tools to make a repair, whether it's something that rolls on the ground or something that defies gravity like an aircraft, um, that was in demand pre-COVID. There's a very strong anti-manual work bias here in the United States. And I'm trying to march the agenda. It should, really should be the other way. So um, with that, um, you need some schooling. And here in um, the great state of Illinois, where um, transportation, distribution, and logistics really thrives because of our central location in the greatest country in the world, um, we have amazing opportunities to connect with education. So I have pipelines from City Colleges of Chicago, specific Olive Harvey College, where we teach uh, students how to work sheet metal, and then they are guaranteed interviews at either our Indianapolis location or our amazing brand new facility at the Chicago Rockford International Airport. I also have pipelines with a brand new aircraft maintenance school called AIM is the acronym, the Aviation Institute of Maintenance. It's the first one of the different AIM campuses across the United States that's actually in an urban area. So it's at the corner of 37th and Ashland in downtown Chicago in McKinley Park. And once again, that school just opened. So as those students uh, move through the program, they have an opportunity to, to then interview with AAR. And then on top of that, at the Chicago Rockford International Airport where our maintenance hangar is, and the Rockford Airport is the fastest growing airport in the world because of all the cargo demand that's going on right now. Right across the street from our hangar is Rock Valley College. Here in Illinois, there are 48 community colleges and RVC, Rock Valley College, offers the type of training. Once again, 18 to 24 months, guaranteed an interview with AAR, and those pipelines are really cooking. And what type of person has an aptitude towards this, or who's going to be attracted to this? What type of student are you looking for? Is it a STEM person, I would imagine? Because yes. it's a lot of technology. Yes. Um, so yes, some STEM, uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Um, yet it's more about um, a desire to be moving around a hangar environment. Um, every day is gonna be a little bit different. And then to work on very sophisticated and complex machinery um, that um, needs to be maintained properly due to the criticality of constantly doing it right. So um, at AAR, we operate from a core, what we call our doing it right values, a wheel of values um, where uh, uh, Quality first and safety always um, is at the core of that. And so that type of criticality um, is um, also the type of individual we're looking for. And then outside of that, somebody who's really switched on and clicked on and tuned in to innovation, they're also going to thrive in this industry as well.
Well, and with all the advancements in aviation, the type of machinery they're working on is very sophisticated. It is very sophisticated. So any young people that are out there, anybody who really loves like video games, this is the video game that you really want to work. So a lot of sophistication, um, and that's not going to change um, over the next, um, you know, uh, 30 to 50 years or so, realizing an aircraft will fly properly maintained for 40 plus years. That's amazing. Are there any other... Um opportunities outside of maintenance work? Yes, so um, AAR is um, headquartered um, right here in DuPage County. We're on the north end up near Wooddale. So we're on the northwest boundary of Chicago's O'Hare International Airport, still here in DuPage. And so at our world headquarters, uh, we have every job that would support a headquarters location. Everything from HR, to finance, to accounting, to our digital, our innovation group is there. So anybody who has those strong software skills, you're seeing a lot of digitalization coming into aircraft maintenance. Um, so any of those jobs as well. And of course, they're listed on AR Corp. We have a pretty robust career site, so arcorp.com. Well, Greg, thanks for stopping by and sharing with us what AAR does, and more importantly, what you're doing for our current aviation and our future. So super, thank you. Super. Thank you so much. It's great. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. If you're interested in learning more about AAR, please visit their website. to reach out to your community or to gain exposure for your company, visit nctv17.org. I'm Liz Spencer and thank you for watching Business Connection.